This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Vendee's joining us here at Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, happy Wednesday. It is the Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, and it is a big show today. Lots of stuff going on. Montana High School Association finally pulls the trigger and does the right thing. We'll explain. I think you know exactly what we're talking about. I have some questions about this phasing reopening that Montana Governor Steve Bullock put out today. One major one, but a couple in general. We will also talk to University of Providence Argo senior softball player Skylin Minert. I think that's how you pronounce it. We'll get the correct pronunciations coming up. And also uh, coming up here, uh, she'll join us at about 440. And coming up here in about 15 minutes or so, Kareth Burke, a Washington State grad, moved to the East Coast, worked for uh, Cover UConn, worked at SNY, Sportsnet New York. Uh, also now is the Golden State Warriors sideline reporter and uh, NBCSN Bay Area host, Kareth Burke, will join us coming up. Uh, so we're going to begin today. Oh, by the way, that is that's what she said and with Kareth and also uh, on the state history all coming up. So big show, big, big show. But we're going to begin today with the news that uh, Montana Governor Steve Bullock came out with today at about noon and said... Montana's going to start opening up, which is great. There is no doubt about that. I'm going to preface with what I'm about to say with there is truth that businesses and people just need to start getting on with our lives. Okay? I have some questions about how it's going to be done. But, yes, we do have to start getting on with our lives. Businesses have to open. Restaurants. All of this. Okay? But... The first phase is going to uh, start this weekend. Churches will be able to open up. In gatherings of 10 or more, you, you cannot. So here's the, the, the big phase that's starting, okay, is phase one this weekend, okay, on Sunday. Churches can open up. With, with social distancing policies still in place, that six feet, okay, or more. All right. So here's phase one. All vulnerable individuals should continue to work from home and follow the stay-at-home guidance. That's uh, 65 and over, serious underlying health conditions, uh, those type of. Uh, individuals. 
when in public, maximize physical distance from one another. Avoid gathering in groups of 10 or more people in circumstances that do not readily allow for physical appropriate physical distancing. Minimize essential travel. Okay, so here's who gets to open up first. It is going to be churches. And then Monday, select retail outlet stores. Okay, so you can go shopping for clothes, basically. Restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, and casinos can become operational on or after May 4th, which is still a week and a half away. Under strict physical distancing and reduced capacity protocols in accordance with state guidelines. All patrons must be out of bars, restaurants, and casinos by 1130. Question one. How are you going to social distance and police social distancing at bars and restaurants and casinos? Okay. Not all bars have big open spaces. So how are you going to do that? Okay, that's question number one. I also have a question about schools. Okay, so schools can reopen according to school boards, it'll be up to starting May 7th. But you have to follow social distancing. Governor Bullock is what he's doing here, putting the onus on the school boards as far as opening schools and holding graduations. Because that way, when more people get sick, and they will, he's not going to get blamed. And like I said earlier, yes, most businesses absolutely need to reopen but more problems are going to come, including another outbreak. I think probably in the fall. And that's when colleges and universities and high schools and all schools will welcome students, but mainly colleges and universities welcoming students from all over the country and the world back on campus. You can't tell me that New York, for instance, is going to be 100% safe and you can travel to Montana and go to school if you're coming from New York. And I know that the, the numbers are small from New York. How about Washington, which has been hit big? Lots of students come to Montana for college and Oregon as well. So that is how this, I think, is just, you know, again, most places absolutely need to reopen. But more problems are going to come. And I'm not sure if Montana is doing it the right way. Because I'm going to throw this out there. Here's one question I have, and it's kind of a big doozy. Part of reopening Montana is that, and it says right here in the PDF, that the ability of hospitals to safely treat all patients, both COVID-19 and those with other conditions inadequate hospital intensive care unit capacity. The ability of hospitals to safely treat all patients, both COVID-19 and other conditions. Tell me then why the Montana National Guard was activated yesterday 
to put up a temporary 90-bed medical facility at Metro Park. Guardsmen and women arriving in Billings today will have the facility completed by next week. It is designed, according to KTVH.com, to treat low-acute non-COVID-19 patients, according to a joint news release from the county and the state. That's Yellowstone County. So if we're going to reopen the state of Montana this weekend, and we can because we've had declining numbers and all of that, and the ability of hospitals to safely treat all patients, both COVID-19 and those with other conditions, straight from the governor's statement and PDF. You can read it anywhere. If the ability, if hospitals have the ability to treat all patients, then why is Yellowstone County opening Metro Park for a temporary 90-bed medical facility? That seems just opposite. Correct? Question mark? All right. Well, what this has also done with the governor making his announcements, saying that schools cannot open before May 7th, then Montana High School Association absolutely had to do the right thing, which was cancel the spring sports season. I've been talking about this for a few weeks. It needed to be done a few weeks ago. Tomorrow, by the way, Executive Director Mark Beckman will join the Jason Walker Show right at the top of the show. But he said in a statement, trying to deal with social distancing recommendations for events like track and softball made it hard. Duh. Um, I just don't know why MHSA held out so long. There are now 12 states that still have not canceled spring sports. But Montana finally did the right thing and got rid of spring sports. And yeah, it absolutely sucks for the seniors. Forget the freshman, sophomore, and junior. It sucks for them too, but it really does. It's terrible for the senior class who may not have most graduations across the state. Most schools are not going to have a graduation because of you can't have people in groups of 10 or more. And that's just phase one. Phase two is down the road. The success of phase one will dictate when phase two starts in Montana, and that's 50 or more. But you still can't have graduations. So I feel for the seniors. I really, really do. I got a couple of Facebook messages. Uh, Nicole said, it's super sad for all seniors and the sports stories that are unable to be told this spring. During times of a public health crisis, I believe this was the only responsible option. That's from uh, Nicole, a great listener and fan of the Jason Walker Show. And then Chuck said as well, this is very understandable. One, for the concern we should still have for what's going on. And two, had they decided to have spring sports, what would it have been for? A three-week time frame? All while the student-athletes have not been able to really do smart training or practicing. That would have been almost inviting injuries to the players, which I believe I said five weeks ago, and I believe I said it again last week. We were expecting there was a great chance of a lot of injuries this spring. Had 
this happened and not been canceled. I feel bad for the student-athletes. I feel bad for the coaches. Spring sports would have given me something to talk about other than coronavirus. But this was absolutely the right thing that needed to be done. And kudos to MHSA for finally pulling the trigger. And we're not safe, folks. I know Montana's got low cases and all that, but we're not safe. We're not out of this by any means. Don't be surprised if Pioneer League Baseball is canceled, and don't be surprised if fall sports seasons start late. I hope for everybody, especially our fantastic sponsors, that nobody gets sick and we're able to keep opening more and more. Just be careful. You still be safe. All right, we got some trivia from Gil Brandt. We're going to give away some fantastic prizes from Gil Brandt coming up, and they have to do with the NFL draft. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And uh, also, I will post the, the questions on Facebook and Twitter. But um, you're going to have to email me answers, okay, because I don't want everybody all at once to see the answer. But uh, still to come, Skyla Minert will join us from uh, the University of Providence, senior softball player from Belgrade originally. We'll talk with her about her decision of what she's going to do after college. And trivia on this day in history, that's what she said with Kareth Burke coming up next. This is the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Spring is fast approaching and summer is just around the corner. So now is the time to get those windows tinted at Auto Concepts as the sun starts to heat up. Tinting is the best way to keep the sun out of your little one's eyes driving down the road. Plus, it just looks cool. Auto Concepts is your exclusive 3M dealer for tinting as well as the best clear bras in town. Auto Concepts clear bras will not fade or yellow over time. And don't forget about suspension lifts and power steps for your rig too. Visit AutoConceptsHelena.com or check them out on Facebook. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. 
or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. During this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdoneright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night. Or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdoneright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up. Or stop in and grab meals out of the front freezer. Dinners Done Right's taking extra precautions with extra cleanings going on with every piece of equipment and personnel. Dinners Done Right thanks you for your continued support, and may we all stay safe and healthy during this time. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rucker's Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rucker's, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Uh, happy Wednesday, Major Mortgage Man Cave, the Jason Walker Show. Skyla Minert from Providence Softball will join us coming up. The UP Argo is doing something very awesome after graduation, and I cannot wait to chat with her about it. We have trivia, NFL draft trivia. Uh, Gil Brandt gave us a bunch of questions. And he's gotten some great uh, stuff. We're going to give away a signed autographed mini Dallas Cowboys helmet. We have a signed Hall of Fame hat from the NFL and Gill. And a fantastic uh, big, big prize, which is an autographed football, uh, coming up as uh, as well. So uh, all the details on trivia in just a moment. But I want to hop in right now. That's what she said. Brought to you by our good friends at Dinner's Done Right. And I want to bring in our first guest. And I've been anxious to talk to this lady, oh, I don't know, for about five or six years, I think, that I've been following her on Twitter. She's had a heck of a career, gone from one coast to the other and back, and uh, currently working is at NBCSN uh, Bay Area and the Golden State Warriors sideline reporter, Kareth Burke, joining us here. Kareth, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, did I get that right? NBCSN, right? Yeah, NBC Sports Bay Area. That is uh, awesome, and you, you're you a Washington State girl, so uh, we have up here in Montana, a lot of our young reporters get started at Washington State, and, uh, you know, like, um, uh, she's the creme two uh, news reporter, Brenna Green, sports director, I rather, um, she went to Washington State as well, so it's yeah, a good school, really apparently. Cool. <laughs> the Murrow School of Communication is a place I was happy to attend. Kareth, uh, you've gone from coast to coast, literally, uh, from Washington out to the East Coast. You're back on the, the West Coast with Golden State and uh, NBCSN. But go back to those East Coast days because uh, that's how I first started following you. You were covering UConn women's basketball, working with SNY, and it was just a, a great career start. Oh, Jason, what a moment in time. So I was working for the Mets Network. Um, I, I didn't cover a lot of bas- or a lot of baseball, actually. We had designated Mets people. Kevin Burkhart, maybe yeah. you've heard of him. <laughs> He's fantastic. Um, but while I was covering everything else, I had an opportunity to cover some college basketball. SNY had just gotten a deal with 
with UConn women's hoops. Um, they had a footprint in New England to air these games and a team that had an incredible run of success with the Hall of Fame coach, Gino Oriema. And little did we know that first year that we got the TV deal was the first year it would be four consecutive championships mm. with the best recruiting class in school history. So for four years, four championships, I never thought I would cover anything like that in my career. That moment in time is so precious to me. And then my relationship with Gino and some of the UConn players turned into an opportunity to cover Team USA women's basketball at the Rio Olympics. That opportunity rolled into what I have now covering the Golden State Warriors. I feel so lucky and so charmed. I almost don't like talking about it. I feel like somebody's karma's going to hear me and go like, wait a minute, you have had more than your fair share. I am overjoyed that I get to call this work. Well, I've got to ask you this because I'm a huge New York Mets fan. I have been for a long time, and I've suffered through a lot of bad, bad <laughs> baseball decisions. Uh, but what was what was? I mean, obviously, you got to know Kevin, and you got to know Gary, Keith, and Ron. I, I, I mm-hmm. presume. What were those guys like, and what advice did guys like Gary and, and Kevin give you? Well, Kevin was one of the first people to welcome me. Um, I was coming from a job in Raleigh, North Carolina. So moving from the South up to New York City, the top market in the country, I was really nervous. Um, and Kevin put me at ease. He's like, here's what the job is like, you know. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, if I get to meet people like him, this kind and this good at their jobs, I'm going to be fine. Um, I really appreciated that the best in the business had time for the people coming up behind them. And that's what I want to do um, myself. But they were patient, just listening to them do their jobs. I got to shadow Kevin a few times. Um, Gary, Keith, and Ron were in the studio sometimes. I never got to sit in the booth with them. Um, but just having, you know, 162 games on, mm-hmm. it's like the process of osmosis. Like, I hope I got a little bit of their baseball experience. And I'm listening to them call games. Oh. They're just... Some of those games, Jason, were not good games, but oh, you no, would I never know, know it. <laughs> you never know it based on the quality of their broadcast, and that's what you have to bring every time. So yeah. I, I feel so lucky that I got to call them coworkers. Kareth Burke joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Let's go back to UConn for a sec. Gina Oriema. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Tennessee fan. Loved Pat Summit. In Ooh, fact, I got. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The big, the big rivalry. In fact, Brittany Jackson's coming on my show next week, but. Um, what was Gino really like? Because you see this personality, you see this persona. Is he like that off camera and off court as well, or is he more toned down? No, you know, I get that question all the time, and some people aren't as nice about it. They want to know, frankly, is Gino a jerk? <laughs> he is not. You, you phrase that very nicely. He is not. Gino knows how good he is and how good his teams are. So he will not bring that up, but if he is asked a question about greatness, he will state the resume plainly. I mean, he does not shrink himself or his coaches or his teams um, to make people feel better about themselves. He knows that they are the best and they have the championships to back it up. And I actually appreciate when a person talks like that plainly and honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I got to do the Gino Oriana show with him, which is like 30 or 40 minutes uninterrupted every week with him. 
he, I wish you could see the stories that he told off camera when he's just shooting the breeze. You know what I mean? He yep. loves Philadelphia sports. He's from Philly. He knows everybody. You know, he knows Kobe. He knows Tiger Woods. He knows like just sports people. Um, and those behind the scenes stories are pretty good. But um, as a young broadcaster, um, he taught me a lot. He taught me a lot about how to do the job, actually. Yeah. Um, what kind of persona I need to have, what kind of preparation I need to have, um, and how to bring out the best of people in interviews. So I, I appreciate Gino a lot. Um, he's, he can tell stories with the best of us, <laughs> and he doesn't hide who he is. You know, I've covered uh, sports a long time, and you know, I've gotten to the chance to interview a lot of coaches and players, and I think those relationships off-air are the ones, those stories that will never get told, you know, on air somewhere, but those to me are the best because you have that trust and you have that that relationship with those coaches or the players, and they know that they can open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. He loves talking about baseball. In fact, Gino was one of those guys for how big of a basketball brain he has. Mm-hmm. I loved talking to him about anything other than basketball. You know, he's just that kind of person. Yep. Uh, great, great mind, and I respect him even as a Tennessee fan. But uh, Kareth Burke joining <laughs> us here, Jason Walker's show. You've uh, covered some great dynasties because you went from covering UConn to covering Golden State, and uh, it hasn't, you know, it wasn't a good year this year, but uh, it's been a nice run uh, with Golden State. You jumped up into this real early, you know, in a, and I mean that in the best way because you've worked your tail off. But this isn't 20 years later where you finally get a step up into the NBA. I mean, you went from college to the NBA in a relatively short time. I did. Um, I'm so thankful that I had college championships and a coach of Geno's caliber and players of their caliber um, to prepare me for the spotlight of covering the NBA. Because I traveled um, to all those UConn games, but that's a 30, 35, you know, 40 game schedule. And although the conference they played in the American was geographically weird, um, you know, they've got games in Tulsa or they have games in New Orleans, right. nothing, that was, that was, those were the training wheels, I guess, for traveling all over the country on an NBA schedule. 82 games, sorry, 82 games is a lot different than 35. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are no days off during the season. It's game, practice, game, practice, game, practice. This is the life I wanted. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But it, it, that first year, um, the first year I had to really figure it out. So it's figuring out how to travel. It's figuring out my coworkers. It's figuring out the players on the team and the coaches and how they like to be approached and how to do the job. So it was a lot. And that first season happened to be a championship season. It was an absolute whirlwind. Kareth Burke joining us here uh, on the Jason Walker Show, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. And when did you know, now we'll talk more about coaches and, and, and Golden State here in a second, but when did you know and at what age did you want to do this? Oh, fourth grade. <laughs> I've known for a long time. Yeah, we had a class. Jason, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Bryant, I love that I still remember her name because that's how much she meant to me, was teaching us about democracy and citizenship, and she held a mock election. We got to vote for president. Well, she invited a camera crew from the local TV station. And I was little Miss Teacher's pet, so when they needed a kid to interview, Mrs. Bryant nodded my way. I got mic'd up, I answered the questions, and I got to go home so excited to tell my parents I was going to be on TV that night. 
you know, in fourth grade as a 10 year old, that's what makes you excited. You sure. get to be on TV. Um, and my family watched the news and my family read the paper in the morning. And as I sort of sank into this world of news and what it might mean to be a reporter, um, I understood the importance of it and how excited it made me feel. And I was the editor of my school paper and I wanted to make sure I went to a good broadcasting school. So it always felt like I was on this kind of path, really, that like this was going to be my destiny. I mean, I've never been afraid of public speaking. I grew up in an army family, so you have to learn how to talk to people or you will not have friends when you move around. Mm -hmm. And everything sort of guided me on this destination. Kareth Burke, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. She uh, covers the Golden State Warriors as the sideline uh, reporter, but also a host with NBCSN Bay Area. Uh, you, 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 we talked a lot about Gino Oriema, but Steve Kerr, same type of personality and same same question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Steve is so good humored and so humble. I mean, you're seeing him now if you're watching The Last Dance, right? Looking at a young Steve Kerr with that haircut, um, but he just has this sensibility about him he knows he was a role player now he really appreciates the guys at the end of the bench and the players love playing for somebody who experienced what they did right like Steve Kerr won five championships as a player he's got three as a coach now and he is so he's like just friendly and unassuming because there are a cluster of reporters around him especially during the playoff years of the dynasty and there are some clunky questions. I know I've asked a few. <laughs> and he will always give you the benefit of the doubt. He's always happy to see the best in people and answer their questions genuinely. And you're talking to a guy who's seen a lot of basketball as a player or as a GM with the Suns or now as a coach. So he's just this wealth of knowledge, and he's more than happy to share it. Um. Standing on the sidelines, and you see these interviews on TV, you know, the in-quarter, in-game interviews with, you know, like Pop and Greg Popovich, um, or even with, you know, Steve Kerr. What are those like? Because the game's going on, and we're not used to, as reporters, being able to talk to coaches, especially head coaches, in the middle of a game. Yeah, well, I've never been popped before. Um, so, <laughs> so that's nice. Um, and my accessibility during games, um, I do the pregame show where I get to share some analysis, postgame show analysis. In-game, I'm talking to the players. So I don't think they have the same kind of leeway to be annoyed with a reporter uh, <laughs> kind of interrupting their flow. You know, I'm talking to them as they're leaving the court, which is nice. And um, I talk to players. If the Warriors have a lead at halftime and, of course, a lead at the end of the game. So at least I know I'm setting, I'm, I'm stepping into a friendly situation. So you didn't do a whole um, lot of interviews moments, this year. <laughs> Not this year, but my first year. Whoo, whoo. True. No, yeah. It was it was a lot. Hey, look, everybody knows the Warriors this season have the worst record in the league. They had so many injuries. Oh, um, but they were, they were a fun team to cover. They were scrappy, and they tried. It's a lot of young guys. They're guys coming up from the G League or people trying to earn their way with 10-day contracts. So they're all hungry. And when there haven't been as many national reporters around, because this was a down year, we got a lot more one-on-one -on -one time. It's been nice to tell stories that we wouldn't have ordinarily gotten the time for the guys with. So, um, you know, there's pluses and minuses to every season, but I think the players see which faces are around the most when times are bad, and that kind of gives you a currency, mm -hmm. right, Jason? Yep. You know, like going forward, they remember who was there. Kareth Burke, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. 
Um, we know, you know, about Clay and Steph and the the dynasty guys, but you just mentioned the guys, you know, playing on a ten day contract or trying to, you know, keep their careers alive or even get started with the G League guys. Are those more fun stories to talk about and tell than? I mean, we like I said, we all know about Steph Curry's story, but tell me, you mm-hmm. know, we want to hear as as fans. The, the journeyman stories or the 10-day contract stories? Yeah, yeah, they definitely can be because you see how hungry and scrappy these guys are. I think I've used those words before. Like, Damian Lee went through two ACL surgeries, one on both knees, a broken hand. He toiled away in the G League, and he, he earned his time with the Warriors. And he wanted to make it clear at the start of the season please do not refer to me as Steph Curry's brother-in-law because this has been my path and I did it on my own. Um, You've got a guy like Kai Bowman who was in the G League. He took a chance on himself, entered the draft, didn't get drafted. He played at Boston College. He played the most minutes in uh, in the NCAA. But he took that risk on himself to say, I'm going to earn this contract by working my buns off. Mm -hmm. And he was in the right situation because Steph had the broken hand. So suddenly, this G League rookie is the starting point guard for the Golden State Warriors. It's just like eye-popping stuff, and they live up to the moment. You know, like, Kai Bowman is fearless. He will step to anybody. He will drive to the rim on anybody, and he's so athletic. So it's like these, Jason, it feels like there's these gold mine stories that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise mm-hmm. if you didn't have the time to talk to the guys, if it wasn't such a, a strange, unfortunate, unique kind of season to let these these side stories, you know, bubble up. All right, I've got some Golden State trivia for you. Ready for this? Uh Uh-oh. One question. Yeah, let's do it. All right, who was born? What Golden State warrior was born on this date in 1968? Well, first I'm going to need some help knowing what the heck date it is. It, <laughs> it's been a long quarantine, my guy. That is true. It is uh it is uh, April 22nd. 1968? Yep. I've got no idea. Uh, Bimbo Coles. <laughs> okay. Bimbo Coles was born on this date in 1968. Is Bimbo from Montana by chance? How did you come up with his name? I uh, No, I do a day thing called On This Day in History, and I always look for weird birthdays, and, and Bimbo Coles popped up. So <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, okay. Golden State Connection. Nice. I had zero chance of answering that one. That's okay. That's okay. Um, (laughs) Kareth Burke, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. All right, so we got to know this. Is the season going to start again? Are we going – what's the plan for the NBA, in your opinion? Ooh, I think they're getting to a point where it's going to be really tight. To me, the decision is do you try to preserve at least the playoffs from this season. And I think it would have to be a situation where you don't play the remaining 15, 16, 17 games for the regular season. You have to jump right into the postseason. Do you try to preserve that? Or do you look ahead to next season and try to get that started as best as possible with limited interruption? And that is a decision I am so happy I do not get to make. Amen. For the player's sake, understanding how fragile championships are how small windows of time are, I would ache for the Lakers, for the Bucks, for whoever, not to get their shot at playing for a championship. So if there is some way to get it done, I want to see it get done. I want some closure for this season. 
but I also understand the longer this drags out, the harder that's going to be. Yep. So I don't know. Is there any, and you know NBA players at this point now, after covering them for a few years, can, like they've talked about going to Vegas and everybody in, you know, hotel rooms and everybody in one facility to do this. That's That can't happen, right? NBA players are going to want to be able to go out and do stuff. Yeah, I think LeBron has been outspoken about this too. Like, what is the league without the fans? What is this going to look like? What is it going to be like playing in empty arenas, even with the understanding that that would be for everybody's safety? Um, I think it's going to be hard to separate players from their families, mm-hmm. to ask them to be athletes instead of fully rounded humans with other lives outside of work. I think someone would do it for the love of the game. Um, I don't know that it's an ask. I would make personally, but I haven't competed at this kind of high level. I don't know. Um, and maybe they miss it so much they would consider anything at this point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I talked to Keith Law today. He'll join me on the show tomorrow, uh, the baseball writer for The Athletic, but he said he thinks baseball comes back in July, and I just don't Ooh. know. It's it's going to be hard, Kareth. It really yeah. is. We don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think I read, sorry to jump, I think I read that there wouldn't even be dugouts. They would have to sit in the stand six feet apart. Like, this is going to be strange. I know. Really strange. And it's going to be, it's, it's everywhere. You know, when you look at some states that can open, like Montana is going to start opening up this weekend, but mm-hmm. let's say this goes into the fall. Well, there's football teams in California that play in the Big Sky Conference that wouldn't be able to play at Montana or Montana State, like a Cal Poly or Sac State or, you know, it's or Davis. I don't know how they would do it if California's not open but Montana and, you know, or, or Utah are. So, I don't know. I don't have the answers. <laughs> and I almost feel like because sport was one of the first things that had to be canceled because how many people yeah. love the game. And, you know, it, when you're in an arena with 18,000 people sitting side by side by side, if sports are the first thing that was canceled, I think, unfortunately, they might be the last thing to come back. You know, I the see. nation has to be ready for it. I, I've been saying this for the last five weeks. It reminds me a lot of 9-11, and you were pretty young, but sports was our, our reprieve coming back. I mean, everybody remembers Mike Piazza's yeah. home run. Well, in yeah. you know this, the nation was shut down a little bit like it is now, but sports was able to happen, and now we don't have that. And I think people are going a lot more crazy right now because 19, 20 years later, we don't have sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the refuge that brings everybody together. And uh, I don't know if ESPN's horse competition is doing it for me either. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> everybody I've talked to is not good a fan. Job. Good effort. Yeah, good effort. But uh, I don't know. Hey, Kareth, we appreciate the time. Um, I'd love to chat with you more once the season gets going uh, in the fall. And uh, are you going to cover anything besides Golden State, or is it just uh, the Warriors? It's just the Warriors right now, but I'm I'm pretty satisfied with that. Yeah, I would I would probably be too <laughs> covering an NBA franchise. I mean, that's not too shabby. Hey, uh, stay safe and uh, congratulations on your wedding. And uh, thank you. Next time we can uh, talk some college basketball. Muffet McGraw retired today, so kind of a bummer there. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Jason, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much. That is Kareth Burke joining us here. Jason Walker Show, the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Uh, been following her career. She has done a fantastic job going from um, small town to big time, and uh, she is uh, doing extremely well, and appreciate her joining us. If you missed anything, you can re-listen. JasonWalkerShow.com after the show. We'll have it posted up. But appreciate Kareth Burke joining us 
on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. This last segment was brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, Skyla Minert from Providence Argo Softball joins us next. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. I'm done with this. Thinking about trying something new? The Montana Air National Guard has so many exciting career fields to choose from, many that can open up opportunities in your civilian life. The best part? You'll be getting paid to learn a new trade skill right here at home. What are you waiting for? Let's get you in school and get you paid. Contact Luke Fecto at 406-788-8962. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings... Or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one? It feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. During this time of uncertainty and stay-at-home orders, Dinners Done Right wants to remind you that they're still open. Just go to dinnersdoneright.com, place your order, and then pick it up for dinner that night. Or plan ahead and order for the weekend. It's easy. Visit dinnersdoneright.com, register, pick your meals, then pick them up. Or stop in and grab meals out of the front freezer. Dinners Done Right's taking extra precautions with extra cleanings going on with every piece of equipment and personnel. Dinners Done Right thanks you for your continued support, and may we all stay safe and healthy during this time. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Final segment on a Wednesday, Jason Walker Show. Major Mortgage Man Cave. By the way, make sure you get on the schedule now for Nitro Green for all your lawn, pest, and tree needs. The uh, the nice weather is coming, and you need to get uh, your lawn taken care of. In fact, we are going to have a tree removed. It's not alive, so Nitro Green is going to do that for us. All right, uh, still to come on this day in history, and we have uh, some more trivia for, uh, from Gil Brandt. A mini Cowboys helmet would be up for grabs. I'll give you all the details. We're also going to give away a signed Hall of Fame hat and uh, a uh, autographed football from Gil Brandt as well. So lots of great stuff coming up. Uh, we continue with That's What She Said, our Wednesday weekly feature brought to you by Dinner's Done Right as we welcome in our next guest, she is the uh, senior softball player from the University of Providence. Her name is Skyla Minert, and she joins us now here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Skyla, how are you? 
Good. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you for joining us. Um, so you haven't graduated yet, but you're going to. And we, uh, your softball player, Joey Egan, great coach up there with uh, Providence. And then the season comes to an end in March. How frustrating is that? Um, it was very frustrating at first. Uh, you know, you just look so forward to your senior season and everything that you've ever done culminates here, whether it's school or sports related or with your friends and you just have great expectations for this year. And then to have them all just kind of thrown out the window was quite a surprise, especially with how fast everything happened. So it was devastating at first. You're a Belgrade girl that first went to Minot State and then uh, made the decision to come home because of a coaching transfer and homesickness. Um, tell me about that first, because what you're going to be doing, which is really cool and why you're on the show, is going to have some homesickness included as well. <laughs> yes, that is very true. <laughs> um, but first, Minot State. <laughs> okay, yeah, so Minot State. Um, I don't know. The college life, I guess, was just a big change for me. Um, I was a pretty sheltered kid, I guess you could say. So everything that I was exposed to during college life just kind of really set me out of the waters <laughs> and made me stick out quite a bit. So I think that's where a lot of the homesickness played in because I wasn't really around everything that I had grown up to be. Mm-hmm. And so that was difficult. So that definitely played a huge part. And then you, a coaching change, you come home, and then uh, Joey Egan gets a hold of you, and uh, you end up at Providence. And was that the best decision you could have made for you? Um, yes, I think it was. And ultimately, I don't think it was even – I mean, it was my decision, but God had a lot to do with it, I think, because there's just a lot of things that fell into place that made it possible for me to come to school here that I had no control over. Course. And, yeah, ultimately, it was definitely the best decision for me. Of course, uh, it's a small fraternity in the coaching world, and your dad and uh, Coach Egan go way back, and that kind of propelled the movement up to Great Falls. Yes, that definitely helped. <laughs> what, uh, what, Skyla, what was Coach Egan like, really? Because, I, you know, I've talked to Coach a lot uh, over the last uh, few years, but tell me what it's like to play for Coach Egan. Oh, man, I could go on forever about <laughs> But uh, she is awesome. She is very knowledgeable about softball and passionate about it and shares that love and passion with every single one of her players. But more than that, she's dedicated not only to a good season, but to creating good players, players who are good people, who work hard on and off the field, in and out of the classroom, who care about each other um, off the field as well as on the field. And so that was just really great to be around a coach who had more at the heart of their program than just simply winning softball games. And so that was probably my favorite thing about her, and it made it so easy to play for her and just buy into everything that she's about because of that. So you had your softball season, seniors year, canceled, gone away, no graduation ceremony, none of that. But um, you're going to be doing something that you almost did, Skylar, right out of high school, and that is you're going to join the Army National Guard, but this is a big step. Yes, yeah, it is a big step that I will be honest didn't see coming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take me through this before we talk about the National Guard, because the seniors get a chance, you know, NAIA and NCAA, to come back 
Was that ever really a, a consideration for you for next year, or are you just done with school and you're just ready to get on with life? Well, the thing about that was I had already signed up for the guard before everything happened. Okay. And so ultimately I had rearranged my whole schedule to student teach in the spring of 2021. And so then I would be already involved with the guard. So I'd be gone once a weekend every month to go, you know, do my duties as for my military career. And so when I heard that, they were offering eligibility still. I was like, oh, maybe I could make this work somehow. I'm not really sure. And then it just doesn't, it doesn't really pan out that well. And so I think it's just God saying, you know, that was an option, but I have better plans for you. So, Well, my son is in the Army. He's active duty. He's stationed in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. And it was the decision, best decision he could have made coming right out of high school. You've had some time to think about this talking with your husband about it, because you did get married during college. Um, but how tough was it in February while you're you're signing up and thinking, I need to do this. This is what feels right. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't tough, honestly. I was really excited about it, and I was nervous, but everything just seemed like that was the right decision. I'm, you know, I've worked super hard throughout my whole life playing softball, being physically fit and caring about others and I've been blessed to not have any injuries or anything like that and so that was one of the main points that really pointed me to the military because I have been so blessed that I didn't want it to just end right now. So you get to go to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri which uh, in July is going to be nice and hot and humid. A little bit different weather than uh, Belgrade or Great Falls. Uh, yes, which is kind of concerning because I'm preparing for basic as much as I can, you know, running, doing lots of push-ups and stuff. And mm-hmm. whenever I get hot, I'm like, this is this even helping me because I'm going to go down there. It's going to be twice as bad. Uh, my cousin, uh, when he was in the Army, he, went to, he was stationed at Fort Leonard Wood for a while. And I believe my grandfather back in the uh, 50s was at Fort Leonard Wood. So it's a great base for sure. And you're just adding to great Montanans that are going out there. Yeah, thanks. Actually, after I signed, I was talking to my grandma and my grandfather was in the military and he was actually stationed there too. Oh, cool. And that was crazy. And I was like, wow, I never knew that. See, just it's a small world in all sorts of different aspects. Skyla Minard, our guest here, Jason Walker show, a couple final questions for you, but uh, so obviously you want to be a teacher uh, with the National Guard. Was was there any consideration for you to go active duty, or was it always going to be National Guard? Um, right out of high school when I was being recruited, that was active duty. But as soon as, um, well, just recently, I guess, it was strictly Guard. The other compelling um, argument, I guess you could say, for me to go into the military was um, just, Everything that I see in our students and myself of our lack of knowledge for and respect for the country and how it came to be and the people who have dedicated their lives for what we have today. And I'll admit it's not perfect, but um, we can always move forward. And so that was a huge thing. I was like, how can I teach my students what I missed out on in school? And so me joining the National Guard was, I was like, oh, I think that could help me learn more about the country and why it should be respected as well as other countries and stuff, and also to try and help instill that in my students. That is, um, I, I 
would stand up and give you a standing ovation if I could right now, but it would sound different on the mic. That is fantastic. Um, Skyla, I know it's a tough decision, but uh, National Guard is going to be very lucky to have you. Uh, what's the, so is it the, are you two weeks on or how, what is the National Guard requirement? Um, so as far as I know, it varies. Like I have a brother-in-law who's in the garden. He says, you know, they tell you it's one weekend a month and then two weeks in the summer, but more often than not, it'll be more of a commitment than that. But as far as I know, um, and that also depends on what you want to do in the guard. Like you can always move up in the guard mm-hmm. and stuff, but it'll mostly consist of just one week in a month where I go to Lewistown and I drill and we practice everything that we learn and I'll learn more about what happens there when I get in. Sure. But And then two weeks um, in the summer. So I think it happens in August where you go to, I think they send you out of, to different places. So I wouldn't go to Lewistown for two weeks, but yeah, it's a full two weeks where I do army stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you more when I get there, but as of right now, I'm, I'm kind of uh, ignorant. I must admit. Uh, you'll be fine. You're very smart. You're going to teach uh, America's youth about, uh, the great country of the United States of America, and uh, you're just, uh, you're going to be fun. What's your husband going to do while you're gone? Is I mean, what does he do anyway? He'll probably do a lot of hunting and fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's graduating in May, too, so okay. maybe he'll look for a job. I don't know. The hunting and fishing might be his job. <laughs> he's going to take a, a, a semester off before uh, he decides what he wants to do huh, after graduation. <laughs> yeah. Not maybe. too bad. I'm not sure. Not too yeah. bad. That means you'll have a full freezer when you get home from basics so that you can actually eat. Yes, good food, too. <laughs> now, my, hold on. My son, when he went through basic, he was in Fort Jackson, South Carolina, and he, two summers ago, uh, and he said the food actually was really good. Of course, it was probably because they're so hungry from basic, but um, but he did say stroganoff MREs are pretty good. So if you get a oh, chance to really? have yeah. He actually, of the, like, 40 different kinds of MREs, he was a big fan of most of them. And this is a kid that's very picky eater. So you'll be you'll be fine, I believe. Yes, that is good news. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> well, Skyla, we appreciate your time and uh, thank you for serving the country. First off, and um, congratulations on a great decision and good luck with your decision. And hopefully, we can chat down the road. Yeah, thank you, Jason, and thanks to your son also for serving our country. Oh, thank you. Uh, stay safe and uh, enjoy uh, Missouri in the summer. Have fun. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Yep, thanks. That is Skyla Minert joining us here, Jason Walker Show on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, and uh, going off to the uh, Air National or the uh, Montana uh, Army National Guard because uh, 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 she's smart, made a great decision, and uh, she's uh, she's very very brave, very cool. Uh, appreciate her joining us. The former University of Providence Argo softball player, as part of that's what she said. Uh, here on the Jason Walker Show, brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. All right, so before we get to On This Day in History, we've got some trivia. Ready for this? Um, here's how it's going to work, okay? I am going to put the questions on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll do um, we'll do one tonight. We'll do uh, some tomorrow, and uh, we'll actually do two tonight, but on Facebook and Twitter. Now, here's the deal. You cannot answer on Facebook or Twitter. You can only answer... Via email, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. 
we have some fantastic prizes from Gil Brandt, uh, the Hall of Famer Gil Brandt. We have a signed Hall of Fame hat. We have an autographed football, and we have a mini Cowboys hat, a helmet. All will be autographed. Now, we'll give the first question. I'm just going to give you the questions now, and then I'm going to post them up on social media. But, again, you can only answer via email at jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. For the autographed football, you have to tell me who is going to be, this one's not trivia, but who is going to be the first Big Sky Conference player drafted this weekend? Not from Montana necessarily. Could be Dante Olson. Could be Bryce Dirk. How about Braden Conkle? Gil talked about Jed Fike from Tech. But who will be the first Big Sky Conference player? Could be Portland State, Eastern Washington, any of them. You get an autographed football if you're right. And you can only email me up until the beginning of the draft tomorrow. So get your emails in. First Big Sky player drafted. Who will that be? Okay. Here's our first trivia question, and we'll do another one tomorrow. Um, who was the first ever Montanan drafted in the NFL? Who was the first Montanan that was drafted in the NFL? Jason Walker Sports at gmail.com. And I'll put up the question uh, online on social media as well. All right, let's get to On This Day in History. It is brought to you by our friends... At the Motherload Sports Bar and Casino and Restaurant, which will be opening sometime soon. Today is National Bookmobile Day. It is National Earth Day, the 50th. Girl Scout Leaders Day, Jelly Bean Day, and Administrative Professionals Day on April 22nd. On this date in 1876, the first official National League baseball game was played. Boston Red Stockings beat the Philadelphia Athletics 6-5. to 1914, it was Babe Ruth's first professional game as a pitcher at a six-hit 6 nothing shutout. Uh, 1915, the Yankees donned pinstripes for the first time. 1954, the NBA adopted the 24-second clock, the shot clock. 1954, on this date in 1970, New York Met pitcher Tom Seaver would strike out the last 10 San Diego Padres, finished with 19. 1981, Fernando Valenzuela, the Dodgers rookie, tossed his third shutout in four starts. 1994, Ice skater Tanya Harding sued her ex-husband Jeff Galuli for 42500 I saw a video with Jeff and Tanya one time, I'm, and I know why she's suing him, <laughs> or sued him. 1994, Michael Moore beat Evander Holyfield in 12 rounds for the heavyweight boxing title, and then exactly one day later, in 1995, George Foreman beat Axel Schultz for the heavyweight title in Vegas. 2003, Patrick Waugh played his final NHL game, one of the top five all-time great goalies in the NHL. And on this date in 2004, Pat Tillman was killed by friendly fire, uh, but killed in action, the U.S. Army Ranger, former uh, Cardinal football player. Uh, He was 27 and uh, saw some people talking about it on Twitter today who absolutely are idiots. And uh, instead of honoring Tillman, they were doing the blame game, just honoring. All right, let's get to this. Boom. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. 
great show today. Skyla Minert joined us. Heading off to the Army National Guard. Thank you for your service. Also joining us, Kareth Burke. That was fun. NBCSN Bay Area sports reporter with the Golden State Warriors. Montana High School Association did the right thing. They canceled spring sports season today. We'll talk with Executive Director Mark Beckman tomorrow right off the top of the show. Also, Mark Ader will join us, Bozeman Athletics Activities Director. And we'll talk to Keith Law, the sports writer, coming up tomorrow, Jason Walker Show. Have yourself a great Wednesday, and we'll see you tomorrow, Matt Four. Go to jasonwalkershow.com. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.